What's up, guys? Welcome to this bonus episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into some mistakes that I have seen during this past week of Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales and what you can do next time. So next year when you're running your sales, you can make more money. I want you to make more money. And I have to say, I saw so many mistakes this week. I was lurking. I was shopping myself. I was opening up clients' websites. Um, I was looking at what people were doing and I saw a lot of mistakes. And so I don't want you to make those same mistakes next year. So let's dive into a lot of things that you can do next year to make sure that you leverage the power of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So let's dive in. So the first thing that I want to talk about is before you do anything else, I want you to do a recap of your sales for this past week. So go into your Shopify analytics, go into your Google analytics, tally up the information. So day by day, what were your sales for each day? What was your traffic for each day? What products were the best sellers for each day? Um, What product pages were people going to when they went to your website? You need to know this information because you need to understand what worked and what didn't work. And then after you go through your data and analytics, I want you to Make a list of what you think worked well this year and what didn't work well. What what like bombed, but also what worked, what did work for you. There's always going to be things that work well and there's always going to be things that don't work well. So we want to sort of balance the two of those, but it's also important that you're aware of what worked, what didn't work. So you can go back next year when you're starting to think about your Black Friday strategy and you can revisit your list and you can say, okay, you know what? All these things worked really well or you know what? I, my Black Friday bombed, but you know what? This year I'm going to do things differently. So it's important to write that stuff down that you can reflect upon for next year. So before you do anything else, I want you to take time and go through all of your data and try to get those points and have it in a a nice little document. Um, okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is let's just start off with mistakes that I saw throughout the week. So they're really in no particular order. I just wrote them down. I had like literally... I don't know what I was doing one day. I was on my phone and I went to someone's website and I was like, there were so many mistakes. I literally whipped up my phone. I started a note in my notepad and started writing them down because there were so many mistakes. And I don't say this to trigger you. I'm, I'm here to help you. I want you to make more money. So I have to be honest about the mistakes that I saw. So the first mistake that I saw is when I go to someone's website, And there's no information whatsoever about a sale. There's nothing about holiday stuff. There's nothing about discounts. There's nothing about Black Friday. It's just a regular website. That is such a missed opportunity. So for example, one of my uh, my clients that I actually have is a one-on-one client. I went to her website because I wanted to buy something. And I went to her website and there's zero mention of the holidays. Like there's no Black Friday code. Not that I was looking for a discount code, but I when I look at a website, I look in the eyes of a consumer. And if I'm a consumer and I land on your website somehow, I want the freaking Black Friday discount. And if it's not there for me, I'm not going to buy from you likely. So again, you're losing sales. So you should have an announcement bar on your website, on every page of your website that says, shop our Black Friday sale, um, 30% off site-wide, use code, blah, blah, blah. Make it easy for people to buy from you. This is a no-brainer, and this should be your number one priority for Black Friday is 
make sure you have a marketing plan in place, but to make it easy for people to buy from you. And I understand sometimes maybe you only offer discounts to your email list or something like fine. There might be a case where that's possible, but for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, make it easy for people. Just give people the discount code. So mistake number one, you did not have an announcement bar on your website or somewhere on your website on your homepage that says, here is our Black Friday or Cyber Monday sale. This is what you get for free. This is the discount code. So big mistake number one. Um, number two is, and again, depends on your niche and your business. But when I go to a website during like the holiday season or Black Friday, there it should feel a little bit festive. And so when I go to a website and there's like zero holidayness, for me, that shows laziness because I feel like you didn't take the time to even make a single change to your site, to add like a holiday photo, to add updated product photos um, with trees in the background or something. Like you can always update your website a little bit just to show that it's the holiday season. People want that festiveness. You know, you go to a store during the holidays and there's wreaths everywhere and like there's trees and there's Santa things and, you know, it doesn't have to be all Christmas stuff, but it's it feels festive and jolly. And I feel like you need to bring that festiveness to your website. So that's going to be mistake number two. Um, again, these are in no particular order. Um, mistake number three your Instagram. So I went to a few different Instagram accounts and like literally there's zero mention of holiday sales, like no mention at all. One person I went to, they did have a Black Friday post up, but their the Black Friday like caption was all the way at the bottom of the of the post, like at the very bottom. Like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we have a Black Friday sale today." No. No, you need to have that. That's the first thing that should be at the top of your caption is Black Friday sale, take 20% off, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you should have many posts throughout the Black Friday week, not one post. If it's Black Friday, you should have a post for Black Friday. You should have a post probably the day before that says, hey, guess what? Tomorrow we're going to have a Black Friday sale. This goes for your stories too. Instagram stories are... I want you to have even more. Like you should have multiple stories per day that link to your Black Friday sale. So lack of Instagram posts that relate to the Black Friday Cyber Monday. So you should be posting every day during that whole week of sales. Every single day, if you have a sale, remind your audience that you have a sale. Don't ever assume, oh, well, I posted three days ago. No, that's not enough. Post every single day. So not enough Instagram posts is going to be mistake number three. Um, no, okay, so mistake number four is no call to action in your Instagram bio. So again, like one of the things I talk about so much in my Slay and Scale Product Academy course, my signature course that teaches e-commerce business owners like you how to make more money, get more traffic. It is the product business MBA without the $200,000 price tag. That is my course. And one of the things I talk about in my course is make it so easy for people to buy from you. Make it idiot proof for them to buy from you. Make it so easy that a drunk person can literally go on your website, navigate through quickly and buy what they want with no hiccups. That's how easy your website should be. And so when it comes to things like Instagram and call to actions and all that, it's the same thing. Make it easy for people to buy from you. And so I went to a few different Instagram pages. And again, there's no information anywhere that says like, 
shop our Black Friday sale, uh, like link in bio or anything like that. So in your Instagram, you should have in your bio, you should have something like shop our holiday sale 20% off and use like a little down emoji or something. Make it super obvious. Not everyone's going to go through all of your posts to see if you're having a sale, but someone might go to your page. They might see your Instagram bio with that 20% off and they might say, Ooh, I want that. And then click on your link in your bio. So again, make it easy for people, make it obvious, make it so obvious that there's zero chance for confusion ever. Um, okay. So the next thing is, I'm just looking through my list here. Um, okay. The next one, <laughs> the next mistake is a really big one and it, it's really big. Okay. The next mistake, so one, two, three, four. So mistake number five, your discounts are so confusing. So confusing. Like I went to a few different pages and it was like, take 5% if you spend $100, take 20% if you spend $300, like five, six different price tiers of options, that is very confusing with different discount codes. Like that is not good. So if that's what you did, I'm sorry. And if you got a lot of sales, amazing. Please send me a message on Instagram and tell me how your sales went because when I look at something like that, I just think as a consumer that is overwhelming and confusing and I'm gonna bounce off that page very quickly. So make it easy for people to buy from you. I'm gonna come back to the same thing a million times because it's true a million times. It's true every time. Make it easy for people to shop. That doesn't mean you have 17 different discount codes that have different tiers. And if you grab this one in five minutes, you get this discount. But if you wait 20 minutes, you have to use this discount code. That is, that's a mistake. So I need you to keep it simple. Um, I recommend, unless you have done this many times and you are an expert, a lot of my listeners here are more beginner level, keep it simple do 20% off your full purchase or these products, 30% off, 50% off, not 50%, that's too much. Um, you know, buy one, get one free, buy two, get one free. Like those are easy discounts, free shipping even, I, even though I don't like free shipping for Black Friday, um, they're easy discounts to use. They're not complicated, they're simple. Um, Again, I went to a lot of different websites and a lot of them had very confusing discounts. And the thing is too, if you want to have a discount on your website, you can't really say like, well, take 10% off if you spend this and 20% off if you spend this and 50% off if you spend this thing. It's like so much fucking confusing information. So I recommend, unless you really know what you're doing here, keep it simple, have one discount, like, 20% off, buy two, get one free, that kind of thing. It's simple, it's easy, there's zero confusion. My first ever Black Friday, I did one of those weird, confusing tier discounts. I got like almost no sales, it did not work because I didn't know what I was doing. I was just copying someone else and it backfired into my face. So keep it simple. Um, okay, the next, let's see what the next one is. There's just so many, I, I have like 10 more to go through, gosh. Um, and you guys know I say this with love because I truly and truly with every ounce of my being, I want to help you. I want you to make more money. And so when I see these mistakes, it's like I feel bad because I'm like, no, you need to do this. Or like, you know, I just want to tell you 
hey, you should try maybe doing this thing instead. Um, But I never want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I'm really here to help you, which is why I created this bonus episode. So the next mistake is going to be, uh, let's see, poor call to actions. So call to action buttons are going to be in your website, for example, and they're going to say something like, you know, you have a section on your website that says, introducing our holiday sweatshirts. Um, Grab your cute little sweatshirt. They range from size small to large, whatever. And then you'll have a button that says like shop now or something like that. I see a lot of call to action buttons that one, they're really, really small. They're very, very small. A call to action button, even though you think, well, isn't it obvious? It's never obvious. Don't ever think anything's obvious to a consumer. Assume a consumer is going through your website and just is completely clueless. I say that with love, but assume that person is clueless and that they really need a lot of direction to to buy from you. Make your call to action buttons really big if you can. Shopify doesn't always let you make really big call to action buttons, but it generally will let you make bigger call to action buttons. Um, Make them stand out. Your call to action buttons should not blend in with your website. I don't. So if that's what you're thinking is correct, it's not. You want your call to action buttons to actually pop out. So the call to action buttons are a great way to le- uh, to use like an accent color or a bright color. There's all kinds of stats out there that say the highest converting call to action buttons are like pinks, oranges, reds. It's because they really stand out. They people cannot miss them. So when you have a call to action button, number one, make sure it's a different color than the rest of your site so it stands out. Two, make sure you test out some fun like language in there. You don't always have to have like a shop now or something. You could have something like I need this item or something like kind of spice things up a little bit. Um, And then what else? And then lastly, with call to action buttons, make sure that you're testing those. So I went to actually, again, like I I swear to God, I went through like 50 websites with many mistakes. So I went to a few different websites. When I clicked on the call to action button, it brought me to like a random page. So it's probably because the person updated their website, but they didn't bother to check that call to action button. And so the link actually went to the wrong page. That is really bad. So when you're updating your website, make sure that you're testing it after and make sure that you click all those buttons. Make sure that the links go to the right places. Um, Okay, the next up is going to be the pop-up. And this is one of those things for me where I feel like I need to do another episode on how to create a converting website pop-up because I see a million mistakes every single day, not just during the holiday season. So if you're having like a really big Black Friday sale or Cyber Monday sale or whatever, you can do two things. One, disable your pop-up. Like you don't need a pop-up for those few days because people are coming to your website to shop for the most part. So you can do two things. One, disable your pop-up. So if you have a pop-up that says, join my email list and get 10% off your first purchase, but your Black Friday sale is like, take 25% off site-wide. No one is going to join your pop-up because you're already giving them a 25% off discount. Make sense? So disable it or make it so it doesn't pop up until the person is on your website for like 30 seconds. I recommend just disabling it, honestly. Um, But if you're like, no, just in case, then at at the very least, make sure the timing of the pop-up does not go off right away. I cannot tell you how many times I go to a website 
and the pop-up goes off immediately. Like I'm literally on my phone. I go to the website and right away I get hit with a pop-up. I don't even know what this business is trying to sell to me and you're already blasting a pop-up in my face. So what happens? You can guess I'm going to X out of the pop-up. So now you've just lost my potential email address. So that is um, that is a mistake that people make, not just for the holiday season, but for all the time. So I encourage you, make sure that pop-up does not get disabled until someone is on your site for at least 20 seconds. Um, okay. So the next thing is going to be, let's see, this one isn't really like a huge one, but just something to note if you can. And I know Shopify is a little bit tricky with this. Like you have to set up collections in a certain way. Um, there's no point of showing like out of stock products on your website. So if you have a collection and and like, you know, you're scrolling through a collection and there's like this product and this product, and then all of a sudden you get to like four products in a row that are all listed as like out of stock or sold out, those really shouldn't be listed in your page. So unless you have like a restock situation going where you're trying to like get email addresses for when that product gets restocked, that's a different story. But for the most part, like if it's just the way that your shop is set up and your collections are set up, there is a way that you can set up your collection that you can say don't list like product, I forget the exact thing. It's like product inventory must equal more than zero. And then if it doesn't equal more than zero, it doesn't show on your website because showing a sold out product, I don't know, like for me, I just don't really like it. I think it's kind of annoying, especially if I want that product and I'm like, oh, great. I can't buy it now. So again, that's probably like the least worst out of all the mistakes, but I just want to mention that if you cannot include those, I think that's that's good. With the exception of if you have a restock thing where you're trying to grab an email address and someone can say, yes, I want to be alerted when that product comes back in stock. So that that's a different situation. Okay, so the next one is you didn't, um, you don't have your card abandonment emails set on. So cart abandonment is basically when someone goes to add something to their shopping cart and they go to checkout, but they don't buy from you. Something happens. Either they get distracted, they don't have their credit card on them, you don't make it easy for them to buy, so they bounce off your page. You have really high shipping rates, so they bounce. Um, You can set up cart abandonment emails to go out. One can be from Shopify, and then the next series can be if you have um, an email marketing platform like Klaviyo, for example which is the one that I recommend. Um, You can set up those emails in Klaviyo. And so if someone does abandon their shopping cart, they get sent a series of emails that try to recover and retrieve that sale. And guess what? They really, really work. So if you do not have cart abandonment emails set up, you are miss like you're throwing money away out the window because you will get money back. My client has an eight average, like 17 to 18% um, abandoned cart recovery for their business. We have a really awesome email that goes out from Shopify. We give them a discount code that they can use for 10% off their purchase. And then we have emails in Clavio that go out. And the first email alone gets 18% recovery. So these are really small things that you can set up that don't take much time. But if you don't have those set up, you are losing opportunities to make money. The next mistake is poor navigation menu. So again, when someone goes to your website and they don't quite know what to buy, a lot of times people will go to your little menu tab and they scroll down and it might have like shop and then it will say the different categories of things. 
a lot of times, instead of making it, how do I say this? Like, instead of making it easy for people to figure out what you sell, you have like really cutesy names for things. Like one of my clients has a skincare product line and, um, you know, her, I forget the exact way that her navigation is, but it says something like, um, serums, oils, cleansers, um, masks, you know, it's very, it's obvious. Like you, if you go to a skincare website, you likely know, I probably could use like a new cleanser or a new facial oil, but I'm going to go and see what else they have. So those menu, the navigation menu makes it easy for people to know how to browse through your site. But what I see is a lot of people will have a menu that's like, I'm trying to think of an example now and I'm blanking. It just, the, their menu isn't obvious. So again, if you sell clothes, I'll just give you examples. If you sell clothing, your your a clear navigation menu would say something like shop all. And then you would like click that and it would be a drop down. It would say something like, T-shirts, sweatshirts, shoes, hair accessories, um, pants or jeans or something. So see how it's like very obvious. It's there. The everything is labeled into like categories or buckets. That's what you want in your your menu navigation. You don't want names of things like the Sheila collection, and then it's like the Ronnie collection and um, the dog collection. Like that doesn't make any sense to someone. Someone has no the fucking idea what the hell Sheila collection is, and you're going to lose them because they're going to be overwhelmed with your random products, and it's not going to make sense to people. So make it easy for people to find what they're looking for by having a very clear um, navigation menu. Okay, we're almost done, I promise. I know I'm giving you guys a hard time today with the mistakes, but and you know, the thing is for the most of these, these are these are easy mistakes. I'm not going into like the huge mistakes of like lack of marketing strategy. These are like small mistakes that you can literally change very quickly. So the next thing I'm gonna say is say if this is for people that have holiday products. So if you're if you're a business that does not sell holiday specific products and this isn't this does not apply to you. But if you are a business where you sell a lot of holiday products, um this applies to you. So again, what I see is a lot of times you click on someone's website and you're scrolling through and it might say something like, you know, there might be like a cute holiday t-shirt and you click on the link or something and it just brings you to like their entire list of products. It's not a specific holiday collection. So my advice to you is if you are selling holiday products, be sure to create a specific holiday collection, holiday only collection. Yes, you can still add your holiday toys, um, toys. You can add your holiday products to like your like shop all collection, but make sure you have a standalone holiday product because Sometimes people are looking for holiday things like holiday products. And if you're not making it easy for them to find those and they have to scroll through all of your stuff, again, it's not making it easy for people to shop for you. Um, okay, the next mistake is your website has zero shipping information. So when I say shipping information, I mean, how long does it take for things to ship out? Um, if you're, say this is November 28th, 
Um, all orders will be shipped by December 2nd. All orders will be shipped by December 10th. Um, our orders are shipped within two to three business days. See how that's very clear and it tells someone right away when they could potentially ish expect their products. If you have zero shipping information, that that scares people. That makes people not know when they're going to receive your product and they're not going to buy from you or they're going to buy from you and they're going to send you a nasty email. And when you say, oh, sorry, our products don't ship until December 15th, they're going to ask for a refund. So do yourself a favor and make sure that you add your shipping date information on your homepage, either on like an announcement bar um, or put it on your product pages. So I recommend putting it on the direct product page just because it makes it easy for people to know when they can expect their product to be shipped out. So, um, okay, the next one, and I think I might, I might end this here, but I do have a few more. Shipping prices, shipping cost. Oh my gosh, this is a big one, guys. So, I understand. I have to preface by saying I understand shipping charges are very high and they're not it isn't like a sexy charge it's like a dumb charge shipping prices no one wants to pay for shipping including you the seller um so i understand that but if you have like a 20 dollars product or a 30 dollars product and i go to check out of your you know website and you're gonna try to hit me with like a ten dollar shipping charge i'm probably not going to buy from you i'm going to abandon my shopping cart that is what most consumers will do. So with shipping, you have to play the game a little bit. So I'm gonna give you a few options here. So for shipping, customers don't want to pay for shipping. Customers don't see value in shipping costs. It's an extra expense that people don't wanna pay for, which is why everybody shops at Amazon. So if your website is not as easy as Amazon to shop from, they're likely not gonna shop from you unless they really, really like you. So. A few things you can do is one, you can, so let me just break this down a little bit more. So when I see a lot of, like, especially with gift companies, you know, you're buying like a $50 gift box and then they try to hit you up with like a $15 shipping charge. Again, I understand sometimes it's not in your control, but I'm going to tell you that you are losing business. Every single day, you are losing a lot of business with your shipping charges. So if you have to eat some of that cost, and make the box $5 or have a free shipping threshold at $100, do that. Like your free shipping threshold is the greatest thing that you can do. You can literally say, hey, you want free shipping? Then you spend $100 with me or you spend 75 or you spend 110, whatever it is. Um, that's gonna get people to spend more money with you. But also, you know, you're giving them a framework. Like, you know, we understand you want free shipping, so spend more and we'll give you free shipping. Fine, that's great. Um, but if you're, you know, like $10 for shipping is, is a lot. Most people will not pay that. They will abandon their shopping cart. Um, the number one reason for card abandonment is unexpectedly high shipping costs. So just keep that in mind. Um, I really like to tell people if you're doing USPS shipping, you can do flat rate shipping in Shopify. You can set a shipping rule. So if the weight of the product is this or the cost of the product is this, they pay this much in shipping. If you can keep the shipping to five to six dollars, your card abandonment rate will be much lower than if you have 
shipping charges that are over $6. So that is just a fact. I know it's frustrating to hear because again, I know you customers don't want to pay for shipping, but also shipping isn't free for you. So I understand that, but I'm just trying to give you um, some options here that can prevent you from losing business, you know, losing customers for your business. So here's a few things you can do. One, again, like I mentioned, um, have a free shipping threshold. So look at your average order value. If your average order value is like $30, then maybe your free shipping threshold could be $50. That's going to get people to spend more from you. Um, if your average order value is 75, then maybe make your free shipping threshold 100. Maybe people will spend a little bit more money with you. You're going to increase your average order value and you're going to get more people to buy from you because they want the free shipping. People will literally add more to their cart to get free shipping. It's amazing. Um, so you can do that. And then the second thing you can do is um, create a rule in Shopify that says, you know, um, if the person spends this much money, they get charged $5 for shipping flat rate. So you might have to adjust your product price by $5. I guarantee you, if you increase your product from $35 to $40 and you take your shipping from $9 down to five, you will actually make more money. I guarantee you, you will get more sales if you do that. So one more time, say you have a product, um, what did I say, $35. Say that's like your average order value, let's say 35 bucks. And you make a rule in Shopify that says if people spend $35, then they pay $5 flat rate. Um, I guarantee you, if you do that for two months or six months, you will get more money in sales than if you kept that price at 35. What am I talking about? I just gave you that completely backwards. Okay, <laughs> sorry, it's been a long day. So what I said was initially, if you have a, if you have a, a product that's $35, I would rather you up the price of that product to $40 and then have a shipping rule that charges people $5 flat rate for shipping opposed to $9. So even though the cost of the product went up, the shipping cost went down and I guarantee you, you will actually get more sales. Um, people will pay more for product, but people won't pay more for shipping. So I just want you to keep that in mind and remember that because if your shipping if your shipping charges are like 10 bucks for one product you're going to lose business and then lastly i just want to end with one more black friday tip um i'm gonna just go with emails so yes I, i'll just give you a couple really quickly so one is if you're only focusing on one marketing channel so if your entire business strategy is like instagram that's not a good thing. You got to get more ways to get customers. So I'm not really focusing on that for this episode, but that's a big one. So I just want you to kind of remember that. But what I want to focus on for this mistake is the lack of emails. So email marketing is, and that's why just as an FYI for my podcast moving forward and my business, I'm actually going to be focusing a lot more on email marketing. And I'm really excited because if you have taken any of my courses, you guys know how much I like a law of email marketing. And 
I really realized this week with one of my clients where we we nailed it with emails. And I was like, you know what? I have to teach more of what I'm doing because for my product-based business that I founded, email marketing was amazing. Like we made a lot of money from email, but I've really ramped it up with my, one of my clients that I manage their marketing for. And I like I've got we, we're in a good place with email marketing. And I want to teach you guys exactly what, what I'm doing to get them all this money for little little work. And they have a small email list too. It isn't like they have some huge email list. Their email list is not that big. So I'm going to be focusing a little, a lot more on email marketing in terms of the podcast. I'm going to be potentially offering some email marketing services like done for you. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. So I, if you guys are interested, if anyone is like, I need help with email marketing, definitely send me a message on Instagram because I am, I'm excited about it. And I want to know what help you guys need. Um, email marketing should literally make up like 20 to 30% of your annual sales. And if it's not, then you need help with email marketing. So I'm just going to say that because email marketing can be so wildly effective and you do little, very little work for it. So that's why I love it. Um, okay. So when, when it comes to email marketing, the mistake that I'm seeing here is you're not sending enough emails. So you should be sending a ton of emails during the Black Friday sales week. People are really busy and people people are getting bombarded with emails. So if you're not if you're only sending like one or two emails, then your people aren't likely going to miss those. So when it comes to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the whole week of sales, like you should be having three emails for Black Friday. Of one one to two teaser emails before Black Friday. If you're doing sales after Black Friday, at least one email per day. And then if it's like Cyber Monday or the final day of your sale, you should have at least like two to three emails that go out. You're maximizing your potential for sales. And again, my client is such a great example. Um, We made thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for them just from email marketing. And it was just, it was pretty mind blowing because obviously, when it comes to your clients, like you want to do a great job for them. Um, but I was pretty blown away at how effective it was this year. And I'm, like I said, I'm really excited to share the strategy with all of you through some of my new podcast episodes and, um, potentially some email marketing services, which I will, um, keep you guys posted on. So anyway, um, so those are the list of mistakes. I know this was kind of a long episode. I didn't intend it to be long, but, I'm doing this to help you because I want you to have an amazing holiday season and these little mistakes cost you money. And so I think if you can listen to this episode, do an audit on your own website, your Instagram, your email marketing and say, okay, what are the things that I could do better next time? And just write it down, make a list. And then next year, maybe in September or October or August, when you're going through your Black Friday holiday sales strategy, you can reference some of these mistakes and you can do, um, you know, implement better things to get you more money. All right, guys, I hope you like this episode. Um, this was, yeah, this was a fun one. I liked going through, I love auditing things. So one of my favorite things literally in the world to do, and this is another thing that I should probably offer as a service because I literally love doing it is website audits. I live to like go through someone's website and say, okay, these are the things that we could change. These are the things that we could do better. You know, we could use a different image here. We could do a different call to action. We could do a different color here. 
We could work on your copy. Like I love website audits. So yeah, just go ahead and do your own website audit and just think of what you could do better for next year. All right, guys, let me know if you love this episode by sending me a DM on Instagram and telling me that I love this episode or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And I hope this helped you. This comes from um, a place of love, of course, because I truly want you to make a ton of money for your business. All right, guys, I'll see you next time.